0: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. Uh fan in the van podcast time. Uh, I figured I'd break one out before work. Uh, abysmal Sunday and an abysmal Monday between the Steelers and the Yankees. I don't know which one gets worse, the fact that the Steelers go out there on Sunday and play like they got no heart, or the fact that the Yankees are sitting on their hands and twiddling their fucking thumbs. Um, as far as the Steeler game goes, listen, you know, obviously the Bengals kept TJ at bay, uh, Minka has the nice interception, and then of course Ben gives it right back to them, um... Najee pretty much was non-existent. Play calling was horrendous. And and it's funny because when you read in the media, okay, when you know, like look at the Bills, the Bills Saints game Thanksgiving evening. Saints get destroyed 31 to 6. And nobody in the league and nobody in, in the Saints fan base that I see is calling for Sean Payton's head. But yet here in Pittsburgh, we're supposed to be diehard loyal fans. And these diehard loyal fans, or these supposed diehard loyal fans, are calling for Tomlin to be fired. And yeah, changes do need to be made. And yeah, Tomlin at times is part of the problem. And people are sitting there going, I don't get how he could stand there all nonchalant, cool, calm, and collective on the sideline. Well, what do you want him to do? You want him to go all Bobby Knight and throw chairs and and you know, and go all Odell and kick Gatorade bottles or, or pull an Antonio Brown and, and kick the field goal practice net? No, he's not going to do that. But he's, he's a behind-the-scenes guy. That's when he's going to rip the team apart. Um, you know, I read somewhere that they interviewed Chase Claypool talking about having music at football practice. What is that going to do, Chase Claypool? That, that I have to know. What is having practice a, a practice with music going to do for you? What's that going to do? It's not going to do a damn thing. And now we got TJ on the COVID list, which who knows if he's going to be eligible to play Sunday, even if he tests negative twice. Who knows if he's going to be eligible to go? And we got to play the Ravens. At this point, you know, at this point, you might as well call the season what it is. It's going to be a break-even season. Okay? And it sucks because it's going to be Ben's last year. And... And I said it the other day, and I'll say it again, Ben should just walk away at the end of the year. Um, you got to look at to what this team's going to be for the next 10 years if they don't get a viable quarterback. And again, if somebody's going to message me and somebody's going to text me and somebody's going to, on Twitter, tell me that Mason Rudolph is the answer, it's not the answer. People were even clamoring for Haskins to be put in that game. Listen, when it was 31-3, in my opinion, Tomlin should have pulled Ben out and put Haskins in might as well be worth the risk or you know what dare I say you should have put Rudolph in because hey you know what here you want a sample size to what Rudolph can do now you you know friggin you know the game is out of reach at this point you might as well just see what he can do but they didn't do that so you know what else are you gonna do um but, you know, again, they have a lot of questions to answer in the offseason. They got a lot of changes they got to make. Listen, I think Keith Butler's worn out as welcome here as the defensive coordinator. Um, Matt Canada's style of offense does not fit with Ben's style of offense. And, you know, I get, for, I get for a few years, you know, we got away from the ground and pound. You know, obviously when, when Ben came into the league, we still had Jerome Bettis. Jerome retires. We had Willie Parker. Willie Parker left, we got Le'Veon Bell, and it was always balanced out, but you know, it can't all be ground and pound. The team will you know uh, you know the opposing team's going to figure you out at that point. So why on God's green earth, you know people like, oh, we need to be consistent with the run, the other fans we need to be consistent with the passing. Well, it needs to be 50/50 on both sides of it. You got to be able to create a run game to to create a passing game. You got to create a passing game to create the run game. I mean, it's as simple as two plus two equals four, no matter how you want to break it down with today's common core bullshit math, right? All right. Obviously, people are talking about on Twitter, I've seen, you know, we need to go trade for a quarterback. Are you willing to give up part of the future to get, uh, you know, an already established quarterback in this league? You know, and when I'm looking at backups within this league, okay, and you're looking at a guy like in Arizona, Kyler Murray goes down, all of a sudden, everybody in Arizona, the ship's sinking, the ship's sinking, and Colt McCoy's kept him in it. I have more faith in bringing Colt McCoy in the start next year over Mason Rudolph, okay? And that's crazy to even say that. You know, you look at, you know, not really in Seattle with Geno Smith, because Seattle is already out of it, but... He kept them somewhat relevant. You know, You know, I even had somebody ask me, would you go to the Lions and trade for Jared Goff? You know what? People can shit on Jared Goff all they want, but look at what Goff did with McVay and, and you know, with the Rams. You know, even though they blew that Super Bowl. But I would be more trustworthy in Goff leading this team for the next 10 years than I would Mason Rudolph. So... Give me Jared Goff. What's it going to take? Jared Goff right now holds no value in the trade market. So what's it going to take? Kevin Colbert's flees teams before. Hey, Detroit, you want a fifth and a sixth? Here you go. We get Jared Goff. Problem solved. Um, you know, I really don't want to delve too much into the Steeler-Bengal game because it was just, it, it was disgusting. It was horrendous. But don't sit there and call yourself a diehard. And then I see on Twitter, I'm turning it off. I put myself through the misery of that game. I watched it from the kickoff to the friggin' clock struck three zeros. Okay? Or well, four zeros. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm still frigging half asleep. Um, but to get off that topic, the Yankees, I l- lost my shit yesterday. Because the Mets are doing more. In free agency. The Marlins are doing more in free agency. The Rangers are doing more in free agency than the Yankees are. Simeon, off the friggin' board. Corey Seager, off the board. Now Javi Baez, off the board. Max Scherzer goes to the Mets. Starling Marte, to the Mets. Mark Hanna, to the Mets. And people, people are sitting there and they're like, oh, Yankees fans are crying that they're not doing anything in free agency. Listen, maybe some... Part of the fan base is, but I'm agitated. I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated with it because I watched how Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman go on TV and say, we're not gonna be afraid to spend in free agency. Well, apparently the Marlins weren't, apparently the Rangers weren't, apparently the Blue Jays weren't, apparently the Mets weren't, but apparently the Yankees, you are. You are afraid to spend. Because if you because You should have did what you did when the Orioles or the Braves, I think it was, were about to get Mark Teixeira, and you swooped in and offered him more money and took Teixeira right out from under everybody. You should have did that with Max Scherzer. You should have went in, oh, they're giving you three years, 130? We'll give you three years, 150. Boom. There's your second ace behind friggin' behind Garrett Cole. Okay? There's your second ace. Okay? Now, Robbie Ray... This past year's AL Cy Young winner signs with Seattle. Even Seattle spending, a team that is not even hasn't been in baseball relevancy since the days of Buner, Tino, Edgar Martinez, and friggin' Ken Griffey Jr. Okay? They signed Robbie Ray to a five-year, $115 million deal. That's somebody else I would have brought in. Maybe not for $115 million, maybe not for five years, but I would have given him three and maybe 75. But there's Cashman scratching his head. Oh, Doug, what do I do? And then there's Hal Steinbrenner. What are you going to do, Cashman? Because you two combining doing shit. You're doing not a damn thing. To get Max Scherzer, Steve Cohen friggin' utilized every weapon he had. He had his wife go talk to Scherzer's wife and kids and say, oh, look at how great it's gonna be to be in New York. This fan base, you know, you know, they cheer us when we're winning. They boo us when we lose, but they stay and they stick it out, and you know so do a lot of the Yankee fans. But Steve Cohen doesn't have to be engaged with the free agents, and yet he's acting like he's the GM, vice president of baseball operations. He's acting like every title in one. And what's Cashman doing? Scratching his ass. What's Hal doing? Scratching his ass. You know, you 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 know, people are sitting there. And other people do sports podcasts are sitting there and they're saying the pieces the Yankees are looking for aren't off the board yet. Newsflash, they are. Because I would have to- I would have brought in Javi Baez. I would have brought in Corey Seager. I would have went after Max Scherzer. It's like you, you don't even hear if they're making an attempt. At least if you were making an attempt and got outbid, which who the hell can outbid? The Yankees. But apparently, I guess it's happening. So you tell me. You, you, you tell me, from a Yankee fan perspective, how you could be happy with what's going on in free agency right now. And then tell me how you, as an outsider of a Yankees fan, you tell me how happy you would be right now. I think you know where I'm going. But need I remind Mets fans of this? And I'm not going to take credit for this. My Uncle Joe put this on Facebook, and it's a very valid point. For years, Yankees fans have heard that the Steinbrenners bought championships. And anything less than a World Series, your season was a failure. And he also said, welcome to the deep end of the pool, Mets fans. And the Met organization. Because anything short now of a World Series means shit. All that money you spent was just thrown away. If you don't win it this year. If you don't win it next year. If you do not go on a consistent World Series rip the way the Yankees did in the late 90s. This all means nothing. That means signing Lindor meant nothing. Getting Marte meant nothing. Getting Canna meant nothing. Freaking pitching Max Scherzer meant nothing. Okay? Realize this, Mets fans. It's not to sit here and bash you. I'm not sitting here, you know, speaking, you know, in a jealous one, still envy type tone. Listen, I even told told Melissa's brother last night. I said, hey, Mets offered them the contracts. They signed them. You know? You know, you got Mets fans on Twitter like Sal Licata from from WFA and saying, well, everybody saying nobody wants to play for the Mets. Listen, people will play wherever when the money's right. When the money of the years are right to certify, you know, to, in, in essence to, to fortify their future away from baseball, they'll play anywhere. I mean, Robbie Ray's going to friggin' Seattle. They haven't smelt the playoff game in how long? So it's not about the team. It's about the money. Because, again, it's not about loyalty anymore. Sports is a business. And it's been a business for some time. And some of you need to take the blinders off and realize that. You know, and I get it. And if you're a Yankee fan like myself who's annoyed with the way this offseason's going, you have every right to. You have every right to be annoyed by it. Because... How you, again, you come out on national TV, on every sports media outlet from ESPN to the Yes Network, to SMY, to MLB Network, to, you know, ABC News, you know, NBC Sports, FS1, whatever it is that these that this press conference is being held out out on. And you're sitting there as the face of the Yankees and you're the general manager who's been here since frigging, who God knows how long you've been here now. And you've done shit. Well, everybody else is getting richer. The Yankees just sit there in mediocrity. They sit there in mediocrity. This is the year where, oh, we're going to spend, and you're not spending. If, if you're content, please tell me you're, if you're content with this this year, with having Severino as the number two to Garrett Cole, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Severino hasn't proven that he could stay healthy a full frigging year. OK, you. I get we're paying Garrett Cole nine, ten years, 300 and something million dollars. So he needs to pitch as such. But guess what? There's going to be a point where he's going to go through a rough patch because he's been utilized so much that there's so much pressure put on him. He is going to crumble in a game here or there. It's to be expected. If you're sitting there, if you're sitting there as Cashman Steinbrenner, well, we have to see what we're going to do with Judge first. First off, sign him. That's one. Two, you should have already been calling Starling Marte. You should have been calling all these free agents that signed elsewhere. You should have at least been engaged in them. I need to see a report somewhere that shows me that Cashman and Steinbrenner at least made phone calls. That there was at least offers out there. I know in the Verlander one, they offered him one year, $25 million apparently, but that report has been... So misconstrued to who's really telling the truth because one was like, well, it was a one year and this plus this plus this plus that. You know, it was almost like the ending scenes in Clue where it's like, you know, one plus two plus one plus two plus one friggin with, with the whole gun scene. That's how that report with Verlander seemed like to me. We, we struck out on Verlander, but at least we made the offer. Did we make an offer to Scherzer or did we just say, oh, he said last year he didn't want to come to New York? Well, guess what? He came to New York. He came. He's here. And the Yankees sat there and you're letting the Mets take over this town. You're letting the Mets take over New York. You know, me, me, you know, and listen, that's all well and good. But again, like Mets fans have said for years when we were buying championships, it's not a matter of that. It's just a matter of the Yankees then, with George at the helm, got what he wanted to be a winning product. The Mets in the late 90s? Didn't know what that was like. Okay. All right. You have an owner now who's willing to spend. Congratulations. Finally, you, you finally the Mets get to, the the Mets get to sit at the adult table at Christmas time, and eat food with all the grown folk. Okay, because you finally realized you finally got an owner who is going to spend, not one who is in bed with some dirty Ponzi scheme jerk off like Bernie Madoff. Okay. Because the coupons don't want to tell you that that's where they lost their money, that they use Met payroll money to fund his Ponzi scheme. They don't want to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. They're just going to say it was from their personal money. No, they took it from Met money. And that's why the Mets, every time, realize this. Now I know what it felt like to be a—now I know what it feels like. When the Mets looked at all these free agents going elsewhere, and you're sitting there going, why didn't we call this guy? Why didn't we get this guy? Why didn't we call this guy? Why didn't we we at least engage talks with this one? It's not like the Yankees don't have the money to spend. Trust me, they got the money to spend. They're a freaking global empire, okay? They have deals with freaking the Dallas Cowboys and Aramark, okay? They're a global phenomenon, and yet... What are you doing? You're hurting your brand by not winning. You're hurting your brand by not bringing in the pieces you need to win. You know, if you're going to tell me as as Steinbrenner and Cashman, well, we got Garrett Cole last year. I don't give a shit. I don't care. The Garrett Cole thing's been two years now. Okay? It's been two years. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I want to hear... I want to hear... Hey, listen, we offered Javi Baez this, but Detroit beat us out on the deal. Hey, we offered Max Scherzer this. The Mets went, the Mets went an extra year. We weren't willing to give the third. But hey, we gave it the, the old college try. We're hearing nothing. We're hearing nothing from these two jerk-offs. Not a thing. We're not hearing a thing. And, and the most annoying thing is the fact that you don't want to see your rivals get better, especially in an AL East that's loaded now. Where now, you not only have to worry about the Red Sox, where you not only have to worry about now the Blue Jays, you now have to worry about the Rays. I mean, you're not really going to have to worry about Baltimore because they'll be in baseball irrelevancy forever unless they sell the team and move somewhere else and become a winning franchise, okay? You're in a loaded AL East. The same way the Mets are attacking it being in a loaded NL East is the way the Yankees need to attack this offseason. And they already lost. They already lost. There's no there's no correcting it now, unless you're going out and making some some bombshell of a trade that we don't know about. If there's a guy out there who wants out somewhere that we don't know about, if you mean to tell me you're going to go to L.A. and try to trade for Clayton Kershaw or dare I say, go get Trevor Bauer, I don't want any part of Bauer right now. I don't want any part of Bauer with his whole legal situation, even though we haven't heard who got about it still. I I want no part of it, okay? If you mean to tell me we're making a trade somewhere and we're getting Trevor Story and we're making a trade for a pitcher somewhere and another pitcher, if Cashman is going to make these magic moves that we don't know about, well, then let it happen already, okay? Nobody wants to sit here and wait. Steve Cohen didn't sit here and say, oh, well, I'm going to make the Mets fans wait because Steve Cohen knew a guy like Starling Marte was hot on the market and he had to get him. He knew a guy like Max Scherzer was going to take the biggest bid out there. Okay, he knew a guy like Mark Hanna, even though he's not a big name, was going to go somewhere. Even a guy like Eduardo Escobar. Was a piece he needed. And then I got to see after all this bullshit, the Yankees signed friggin' Peralta to a minor league deal. Is that the big move of the free agent market? Is that the big move of the offseason, Cashman? Peralta? Because you can jam that one up your piss hole. Okay? You really can. Jam that up your piss hole. Because I don't care. That's not a big signing to me. I've been watching this team since I've been a kid, since I've been three years old. And I watched all the ups, the downs, the. This is our year. This should have been our year. Oh, the Astros cheated. Oh, the the friggin' Diamondbacks beat us in 2001. And then we lost to the Red Sox, you know, in 03. And then so on and so forth. I've seen it all. But never have I seen inept general managing and ownership since George has died. I think when George Steinbrenner died, the way this Yankee empire used to be, a piece of it died with it and a huge chunk of it. Because... You know, obviously you had Hank and Hal at the helm before Hank passed away. And they're like, well, it's our money now. And now we're going to be careful with it. So Cashman was handcuffed into how much he could spend. And now Hank's gone. And now it's Hal's money along with whatever other Steinbrenner siblings are left. And this is the year where Hal needs to say, here's the checkbook, Brian. Get it done. But you already flopped. You already lost going to the poker table before the cards were even friggin' dealt. The Mets came in there, pocket aces, and won. And won before the hand was dealt. The Mariners won. Just by getting one person, the Mariners made a bigger impact in free agency. The Marlins are making a bigger impact in signing people. I mean, if you're telling me that you're waiting to see what Philly does with Didi Gregorius because they're they're saying he that they can't guarantee him a starting job this season, well then Cashman, do me a favor. We need a shortstop, right? There's a move I'd be happy with. Bring Dee Dee back. There's a move I would be happy with. You wouldn't that won't salvage the other mistakes you've made in this offseason, the fact that you missed out on Scherzer and Robbie Ray and Corey Seeger. And Javi Baez and every other goddamn free agent out there. But if you went and at least got Didi Gregorius, you 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 got me a little less aggravated. Yeah, you get me a little less aggravated at that point. But be more engaged. Since '09, we've had teams to win. We've had teams to win. But we but you always need another piece to get you over the top. That'll solidify it. That'll cement it. And the Yankees miss it every single motherfucking time. And if you're a Yankee fan that listens, you understand the frustration. And you're going to sit there and go, holy shit. Never have I heard another Yankee fan have this take. Never have I heard another Yankee fan speak this truthful. Never have I ever heard another Yankee fan bash this organization the way this guy's bashing it right now. Because... You could do a sports podcast and just speak and have no emotion at all. But when when it's your team and you've dealt with the BS for so long, when you've lived through the ups, the downs, the glory years, the the depressing years, whether it's the Rangers, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the, the, you know, if you're a Jet fan, a Steeler fan, a Browns fan. Okay, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This is what it comes to when the frustration is just enough and you just have to unleash. And I know the Yankees won't hear this, and maybe they maybe the Yankees need to hear it. Maybe Cashman needs to hear you know a regular 9 to 5 blue collar guy's t- point of view on how they're running this friggin' organization into fucking into pure bullshit. Maybe they need to hear it. Because a lot of other people are afraid to say it. You know, it's all well and good. You know, you could say it with your buddies in your basement while you're circle jerking each other. But a person like me, I'm going to say what needs to be said at the forefront. Okay? And the Yankees right now, I'm sorry, they will not win the AL East this year if they do nothing in free agency. They will not even sniff a wild card if they do nothing in this offseason. Now, obviously in 18, they overachieved in a team that was counted out. Do I see that happening this year? No, no, no. Unless Cashman's got a trick up his sleeve or an ace up his sleeve. I, I don't know, but he needs to do something and he needs to do something quick because the only way you're going to salvage this offseason is by getting either Didi Gregorius out of Philly, a bombshell trade, re-signing Rizzo, get the judge deal done. You know, if you're if you're selling me on the fact that you don't need to go out and get an outfielder because Aaron Hicks is having a decent winter league season in the Dominican Republic right now. Need I remind you of this? It's the same old story. And I like Aaron Hicks. He's got a decent bat, a cannon for an arm in center field, but Aaron Hicks is yet to stay healthy. He is yet to stay healthy. So, which Aaron Hicks are we getting? Are we getting the Dominican League, Aaron Hicks, who's going to be out there hitting bombs all day, or are we going to get the, I could play today, but I can't play tomorrow because I stubbed my toe coming out of the shower, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks to me is Jacoby Ellsbury 2.0, a phenomenal fielder with phenomenal speed and a phenomenal bat, and yet can't stay on the field. And that's why I wanted Cashman to go get a Starling Marte. Because at least that way, if Hicks was hurt, we have a a viable center fielder. Hicks doesn't have to play every day. Neither does Starling Marte. And with the outfield, you could rotate them all, So everybody would get a day off. Because now you don't have Stanton clogging the DH hole. Because as much of a liability as he is in the outfield, guess what? He could play it again. At the end of the day, Cashman and Steinbrenner need to wake up. Look at what's happening around you. Look at what's happening around you. The Mets just got better times 20. Think about that. Think about that. A guy who is never, who is a fan of the Mets, who's never ran an organization in his life. Is making you two look like a bunch of jabronis. It's disgusting. It is absolutely pitiful. It is disgusting. And again, if you if if Cashman and Steinbrenner have something up their sleeve, now's the time to act on it. Now's the time. Now's the time because if you don't act on it now, again, this is all lost. It's all lost. But. With that being said, I got to get ready for this wonderful day of dealing with the scourge of the parts world. Um, Again, thank you to everybody who listens, follows, uh, retweets on Twitter, um, the whole nine yards, um, you know, and hopefully before Christmas, we hear the Yankees made some blockbuster moves, you know. I, you could hear, uh, you know, everybody could say, you know, Casher likes to play under the radar. Well, this is the one where you need to fly over that fucking bitch, okay? So, to the next one, stay safe, enjoy your day, and as always, peace. 18, spicy, I must have checking my night. And-